0: Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz.
2: FBI agent Peter Strzok is uh, raising his right hand and he's about to give his opening statement. And we'll bring that to you in a few minutes, but we want it all to, very exciting. It is. We want to get to this um, ground zero for this court case in Sacramento, California, but it matters to practically every city we're broadcasting to. As we've talked about a lot, the, the explosion of the homelessness problem on the West Coast. We've got so many listeners in so many cities that say, hey, things are way different than they were. A year ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, with the number of homeless people we got hanging around downtown. Cities are trying to figure out what to do about it. And in some cases, uh, they're. Trying to pass restrictions on where you can panhandle just to have some reason to be able to move people along. Say you can't be here anymore. Well, now a court has said you can't do that.
3: Well, yeah, I found it's a free
2: speech issue, don't you
3: know? In my travels that there's fairly widespread agreement that aggressive panhandling is uncool. You can even get, you know, plenty of folks on the left side of the aisle to agree with that. But a Sacramento... Uh, district judge has issued an injunction against uh, some newish laws
2: in that city. And Sam Which Stanton, has caused other cities to say, whoa, whoa, we better hold off to right. make sure we're not getting in trouble. So this right. could this, uh, I'm not kidding when I say this could be the Roe versus weight of panhandling. Mm. Um, and th- this could go a long way. In, in terms Even if of, that's not true, that's a great line. In terms <laughs> of determining whether or not we can ever do anything about this. Sam Stanton, veteran reporter
3: of the Sacramento Bee, joins us now. Hello, Sam. How are you? Good. How are you, man? Oh, terrific. It's, it's good to talk to you. It's been too long. So uh, tell us what the judge said, uh, Judge England.
1: The judge said that the uh, ordinance passed here last November is unconstitutional and can't be enforced because it's a violation of citizens' First Amendment rights uh, when they ask for donations from passers-by.
2: What's the ex- explanation behind that? How is it a violation of First Amendment rights?
1: Well, uh, he acknowledged that uh, being aggressively approached and asked for money is uh, uncomfortable, but his decision was that individuals have the right to hold up signs or ask people for help uh, and that they can't be limited. The ordinance here was supposed to keep people 30 feet away from ATMs or driveways entering uh, businesses. And the individual who sued is a well-known homeless activist here in Sacramento who sets up shop outside the co-op in uh, the Midtown section. And I don't know that he's considered uh, an aggressive panhandler. He says he sits there with a sign and his two dogs, uh, and he was prevented from doing that by this ordinance.
2: Interesting. You know, I'll just, tell you what business owners say at city council meetings that I've attended is that it stops customers from going in that business.
3: Right, they're it just does. Yeah. Uh, listen, just as a personal aside, as a First Amendment freak, I want more freedom, more freedom, more freedom. This is a great test case. This is a tough nut for me to crack. Oh, yeah. Because I despise aggressive panhandling. Sure.
2: I understand the legal principle behind the, the saying, hey people get to do this but we've got to come up with something
3: yeah interesting so uh obviously the city argued otherwise sam what what were they trying to say
1: well the city didn't put up much of a fight to be honest with you they what they asked for was a four-month delay in the judge's decision so they could go back and study how this whole thing came about uh, which i (laughs) found somewhat surprising when this ordinance passed back in november There were four people, activists, removed from the city council chambers who were becoming boisterous and animated. You know, every community's got a homeless problem. Here in Sacramento, of course, we have homeless people sleeping under the eaves of City Hall. Um, So communities all over the state are trying to figure out what to do. There was just a preliminary injunction issued up in Sutter and Yuba counties that was preventing there is an ordinance up there preventing people from camping in uh, public spaces. So everybody's trying to figure out what do we do with this. But in terms of Sacramento's ordinance, the city uh, didn't come forth and say, here's a case that proves our point. They said, just give us some more time. So what they're saying now is we may take the judge up on his offer to come back and appeal uh, this matter. It's not like it had been widely enforced yet. What the attorneys here told me is that they'd only issued two citations so far before the injunction had been issued.
3: Hmm, I I do find it slightly amusing, though, that the city's position was, Your Honor, we don't know what we've done. Can you give us a couple of months to figure it out? We don't have an argument? uh, It was not
1: persuasive.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Sam Stanton of the Sacramento Bee is on the line. So this is a preliminary injunction. Surely there are more steps uh, to be taken. What do you think is going to happen next?
1: I think the city will come back to court and say we would like another shot at this. We have new arguments to make about why this is important. At the same time, the city is trying not to look cruel. You know, they've, they say they've spent something like $120 million recently trying to deal with homeless issues like every community in the state has. Um, and so they'll file something. There will be another hearing. The homeless advocates and the homeless individual who filed the suit, I'm sure, will show up again. And they will fight it out.
2: Go ahead, Jackson. The point of these things, and I don't think you we're supposed to say this out loud. The law enforcement's not going to say it out loud. Some of the people that are writing these uh, ordinances up, these laws up, they're not going to say it out loud. The point is to get the freaking homeless away from where the public's hanging out. You have to come it's up, quality up with a life issue. Yeah, yeah, it's a quality of life thing. You have to pretend it's about oh, ATMs. That's what it's about. And stuff. now you're just trying to make it less comfortable. For the homeless people to be hanging around, they get rousted down, and then and finally they say, eh, i got to find someplace else to hang out. You're just trying to get them out of there, and you're trying to well, come up with a legal way to do it.
1: You know, I mean, every community is struggling with that. Here, we had uh, homeless encampments under the eaves of Superior Court, where every morning they would come out and they would get shoved down onto the sidewalks, and they would have to come out and hose off the... Uh, uh... the front of the court you know now they they sit in front of city hall i've been down there in the middle of the night for protests and you have to watch where you step frankly because there are no restrooms which is something that they're now trying to remedy here in sacramento by providing restrooms to uh... homeless people but (laughs) they nobody's found that answer.
3: Well, and we could we could all go through uh, San Diego's situation, the the, the Bay Area obviously, Los Angeles, Portland, I mean, the Seattle.
2: Portland loo comes from Portland. That's the right. homeless bathroom that often exactly. ends up being, well, you use the bathrooms for the homeless. That's what they become because nobody who's not homeless is going to use those bathrooms, even though your tax money's paying for the bathroom. It right. ends up being a bathroom only a homeless person would ever use because it's so filthy and then people sleep in there and do drugs and prostitution and everything. We all know that whole story tough nut to crack so
3: listen sam i bring this up not because you're a constitutional law professor or anything but i know you're a smart guy and um it occurs to me that if as a free speech freak i have to accept this ruling um, the very idea of a free speech zone, whether on a college campus or, or by a biopolitical convention or whatever, that, that, I've always found that notion obscene. We have a free speech zone. It begins at the Atlantic, stops at the Pacific, and you see where I'm heading with this. But if, if I can aggressively panhandle next to an ATM, you can't tell me I can't petition the government for a redress of my grievances wherever the hell I want.
1: Well, I think you can. I think the other side would argue that you could try another ATM. I'm not saying that's right or wrong, Mm -hmm. but, uh, you know, um, how do you tell people what they can or cannot say on a public street if someone wants to hold up an anti-Trump sign or an anti-Clinton sign? How is that different from Fago here in uh, Sacramento holding up a sign saying, I need food?
3: It's a tough one. Sam Stanton of the
2: Sacramento Bee. Uh, Well done, Sam, as always. Good to talk to you.
1: Thanks, guys. Thank you.
2: See, I get the argument. Oh yeah, but it still pisses me off because we got to come up with something. This like seems like the sort of thing where uh, a, a, a jury, or judge, or whoever they need to say, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but, or you yeah, but still, that needs to be the the official legal. Uh, Justification. Yeah, but still. We got to get these people out of here so that you, we can live our lives. So that you can walk your kid into the grocery store and not be worried. You got to keep your eye on that guy because you don't know what he's up to because he's clearly effed up. Right. I mean, yeah, but still. He has free speech rights. Yeah, but still.
3: Well, and th- the history of our country is moving more and more toward legalism as opposed to, yeah, but still. Or, you know, if you were to phrase it a little more eloquently, I understand that, but in terms of quality of life and the interest of the greater number of the public, we can't have this because it's too ugly and it's too dangerous. So, yeah, I get his free speech rights, but it's too ugly and too dangerous.
2: particular person that I got um, hipped to this story by, they, they they're involved with the Chamber of Commerce. And the businesses, what they would say is, look, these bums hanging out in front of my business keeps people from coming in and buying my stuff. I can't be a business that makes any money and stays around because the bum's out front. No matter what you want to talk about, compassion or free speech or whatever, all that's fine. Even if I agree with you, I can't run my business with these bums out here. Right.
4: Uh.
2: Period. No matter what you think about bums and whether it's mental illness or Trump's economy or whatever, I can't run my store with homeless people out there, so you got to come up with something. So the argument of material
3: damage is a good one. <clears throat> What about the person trying to just get money from an ATM? As Sam put it, you know, the devil's advocate argument was go to a different ATM. Oh, sure. I should well,
2: See, my argument would be, and I don't <laughs> care if this is fair or legal or not, I shouldn't have to go to a different ATM. That's the yeah, but still doctrine. And I that is have clearly I'm a taxpayer, true. I'm a member of this bank. I shouldn't have to go to another ATM. That person should have to find an effing other place to sleep. Right. That's the way I look at it. Right. Am I un- Am I not compassionate? You're right. I'm not. I'm not compassionate. I'm not that compassionate about the homeless situation. Get them the F out of here. Where? I don't know. Somewhere else. Somewhere else. I could get tens of thousands of people in an arena chanting somewhere else. Yeah. I know I could. Mm Mm-hmm. And how many people are mentally ill? I don't know. Get them help. I'm all for it. Taxpayer money going to help the mentally ill. I'm all for it. Fine, but you gotta get them out of here They gotta get out of here You gotta be able to go to the park and walk into a store And show up at the ATM Without having to look over your shoulder And wondering if that guy's gonna attack you, you That's just got to be the way we run society get.
3: get. Never mind the diseases and the actual crime And, oh, sure. and the, the poo and, sure. and the rest of it I yeah. don't
2: know the answer, but it's got to change Legally? I can't come up with it at all. I have no way to legally solve this problem. Just need a little fudge room. Margin for error. Yeah, but still. Right. I want to be able to go to the ATM and not step in near and not have to watch that guy the whole time. I'm getting money out of here because he's sitting in the bushes swaying back and forth with an angry look on his face. Which is what happens all the time. I tell you what, the guy who's screaming angrily at you can't tell what. In the middle of the intersection that you have to cross, that's a threat. Yep. And then there's no way you walk up the ATM with you holding the hand of your little kid. Nope. You just don't. If time is money, that's cost me money. That's my argument. That's a good one. Thank you. That's a good one right there. Our text line is four one five two nine five KFTC. So Strzok gets his chance to respond to Trey Gowdy's. Uh, attack. Oh. We'll see what he has to say Explosive coming up. Explosive stuff! On the Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation.
3: The Armstrong
5: and Getty Show.
6: You see,
7: in this country... We're very proud to have a process known as the law. And under the law, a man is presumed innocent until he's proven guilty.
2: Sure, Dad.
8: Right, Dad.
7: In other words, we don't hang anybody without a fair trial.
8: Everybody knows that.
7: Sure, but sometimes we tend to forget. Hmm. Well, I'm glad you understand. I'll see you kids later. I have to go shopping with your mother.
2: That's uh, Chair Goodlot. speaking at the... uh Hearing with uh, FBI agent Strzok and his texts and the uh, whole all stop Trump and that whole thing.
3: Well, they're handing the mic and the ball over to the bulldog from South Carolina, Trey Gowdy, former prosecutor. He's set to do some prosecuting. Here we go.
2: Oh, there by the sh- way, it was pointed out by uh, our producer who's watched this already that FBI agent Strzok went from resting smug face. To active smirk face. Oh, boy. If you want the visual, Oh, boy. <laughs> so here we go.
8: They just struck the FBI investigation into potential Russia collusion with the Trump campaign began on July 31st, 2016. You uh, drafted the originating document. You approved the originating document. You were the point of contact on the originating document document and the fbi has represented to congress that nothing from an investigative standpoint with respect to russian collusion and the trump campaign began before july thirty first twenty sixteen but ten days before the investigation even began ten days before you drafted the originating document approved the originating document with the point of contact on the originating document ten days before the investigation began which the department you work for says nothing was done before July 31st. You said Trump is a disaster. I have no idea how destabilizing his presidency would be. And because you struggled a couple of weeks ago with a word that I thought had a commonly accepted definition, I'm gonna go ahead and give you the definition of destabilizing. The first one kind of is obvious. It's to make unstable the second one caught my attention. Get to the, the second grilling. dictionary definition. To call something such as a government to be incapable of functioning or surviving. That's a pretty significant allegation to make 10 days before you even began to investigate someone. So that was before July 31st. I want to ask you in that first week. We'll go ahead and up into eight days between July 31st and August 8th. How many interviews did you conduct related to the alleged collusion between Russia and the Trump campaign?
2: And I just I just think it's, it's worth pointing out since you're listening on the radio. Maybe it is his resting face, but he has a smug look on his face. Hmm. His look on his face is, go ahead, yeah, right. ask your questions, which is not helping him any, I don't think. Asking his lawyer, what am I allowed to say? So.
5: Congressman, as you know, counsel for the FBI, based on the special counsel's equities, has instructed me not to
8: answer questions about the ongoing investigation. I'm asking for a number. Russian attempts to Agent, interfere. Agent Strzok. I'm asking for a number. I haven't gotten to the names. How many people had you investi- Had you interviewed between the beginning of it on July 31st and August the 8th? It's an eight-day time period. We're a week into an investigation, how many people had you interviewed?
5: Congressman, I understand your question, I appreciate it, and I would very much like to answer. But as I've stated, as you know, that counsel of the FBI, based on the special counsel's equities, have directed me not to answer any <coughs> questions about the ongoing investigation into Russian attempts to interfere. So, so you the, gentleman, are, the, the gentleman will question.
7: suspend and the clock will suspend. Mr. Strzok, you are under subpoena. And are required to answer the question. Are you objecting to the question? If so, please Mr. state your objection. Mr. Chairman, I object. The, the gentleman it does not have standing Mr. to Chair- object. I, there is no point, point of order. No point of order yes. here. The, the, the point of order should be heard.
6: Gentleman, state his point of order. My point of order is that intentionally or otherwise, this demand puts Mr. Struck in an impossible position. He is still an employee of the FBI, and FBI counsel has so instructed they, him not to answer the question. Gentlemen, Nadler. we have a problem with this policy. We should take it up with the FBI, not badger Mr.
2: Struck. The gentleman... That's actually a decent point. Well, Yeah. I, my, listen, I, I, I want Strzok I, to be hauled out on his feet, to be well, his feet in the air. But. Exactly.
3: Yeah, yeah. I would, I'd love to see him but, on a rail, but no, I get but it. But I, I work yeah. for the
2: FBI, and my boss told me not to talk. What am I supposed to do well, here? and Gerald Nadler is full of crap, and I
3: can't stand him, but I think he's right. Yeah,
7: not well taken. It's right the, on point. No, it's not. The, Mr. Yes, Strzok, no, it's not. are you objecting Carefully, to the question? Yes, and if so, is. please state your objection.
5: Mr. Chairman, two things. One, I do not believe I am here under subpoena. I believe I am here voluntarily. Second, I will not, based on direction of the FBI, to me, based on that, I will not answer that question. Because it goes to... Matters which are related to the ongoing investigations yeah, we being undertaken by the special Mr. counsel's Mr. you have second.
7: not stated a valid legal basis for not responding to a question directed to you by a member of the United States House of Representatives, and you are overruled. Point of order, Mr. Chairman. Uh, let, me, let me
2: continue. Okay, we got to get back Show to this. This boy. is good stuff. I, I, my favorite part so far is yes, it is, no, it's not. That's a really good argument. Sure, sure. But, Point of order. Uh huh. <laughs> but what he's saying is look, I'm the boss of your boss. And we're saying answer the question, yes. right? You're saying your boss told you not. I'm saying I'm your boss's boss. Yes. Which is also true. No, it's not <laughs> Yes, it is. <laughs> Marshall, what do you got coming up? Uh, we'll have a quick
4: replay of some of those contentious highlights for you and a shake-up at Papa John's coming up oh, yes. in minutes from now.
2: Papa John's N-word controversy yes. coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Open up your mouth.
4: With well, the gentleman I will be, No, I will not yield to this monkey court or whatever this thing is. This is, is not a monkey court.
2: There you go. That's from a testimony just moments ago. This is not a monkey court. <laughs> it's, it's as good as that. Mm. If you're just tuning in. the No, uh, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is.
3: No, it's not.
2: <laughs> uh, arguments uh, with uh. Peter Strzok, the FBI agent on the stand. Let's get to the news with... Marshall Phillips.
4: FBI agent Strzok's on the hot seat in that House hearing this morning. Opening up the hearing, the Virginia Republican Bob Goodlatte noted anti-Trump text messages Strzok exchanged with former FBI lawyer Lisa Page during the 2016 presidential campaign. Strzok and Page reportedly having an affair at the time while carrying out the Russia meddling investigation. Trey Gowdy's first question, dealing with how many people Strzok had interviewed during the early days of the investigation... Strzok refused to answer on the advice of the FBI's lawyer. And now everything has gone somewhat sideways. Here's how it started.
5: Congressman, as you know, counsel for the FBI, based on the special counsel's equities, has instructed me not to answer questions
8: about the ongoing investigation. I'm asking for a number. Russian attempts to interfere. Agent Strzok, I'm asking for a number. I haven't gotten to the names. How many people? Had you you interviewed between the beginning of it on July 31st and August the 8th? It's an eight-day time period. We're a week into an investigation. How many people had you interviewed?
4: Now, Strzok was advised if he didn't answer the question, he could be charged with contempt of Congress. And then it's on. The chair is instructing the witness to answer the question
7: and the question to you is, Mr. Chairman, will you answer the committee's question as directed or do you refuse to answer the committee's question? Mr. Chairman, I move to adjourn. Second.
6: You're not recognized for that
7: purpose.
5: <laughs>
6: Mr. Chairman, I think you have no choice but to recognize such a motion. I, I do not have. Are you just going to make up rules as we go along? The the
7: motion is not in order during the time controlled by the gentleman from South Carolina.
6: I appeal that ruling of the chair.
2: This is awesome. Does anybody know how this works is what somebody was saying. Where's
3: the parliamentarian? He's off at play practice. Mm -hmm. We got to
2: put that clip in the the end of our show. Are we just making up the rules as we go along? I love it. All right, we like got to get to the new I, stuff. I, I plan to adjourn. Well, I'm, this this is new stuff to me. Um I plan I we need to adjourn. I second it. You can't do that. I can't. And then they start I mumbling. I think <laughs> <No>, he can. No, you can. Yes he can. Yes.
3: <laughs>
1: of course he can. You're an idiot.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's
4: fantastic. And the arguing continues and now they're having another book that's ongoing so
2: we'll see what happens. But it all got Are box- all these people lawyers? Not all I know of most of them are. Although you ought to know how the hearings work. Yeah, but, but so because I'm not smart enough to know the answer to this. But so Strzok is saying basically, I'm a, I'm an employee of the FBI. My boss says I'm not supposed to answer. And Trey Gowdy is basically saying Goodlot's basically saying we have oversight over the FBI, so we're right. the boss of your boss. Right. Which I get that too. Look, we're saying all those rules go out the window. We're in charge of your whole deal here, and we want to know what happened.
3: Yeah, if the FBI lawyer's telling me, don't answer that, I'm not answering. (laughs) (laughs) Take my chances. Mm. The founder of Papa John's
4: Pizza stepped down as chairman of the board, the company making the announcement hours after John Schneider apologized for using a racial slur during a media training conference in May. Forbes reported when he was asked how he would distance himself from racist groups, he's reportedly said that Colonel Sanders never faced a backlash for using the N-word. He does admit the reports of his hurtful language are true. Well, he
2: he said the N-word when he, that statement. Well, well, number one, that shouldn't matter
3: if he's discussing it in principle. On the other hand... Yeah, it does. His, his <laughs> art, it, it does on these other, days, On the other hand, it does. Because people have gone crazy. Yeah. Uh, on the other hand, uh, uh, there's a freakish third hand going on here yes. somehow. Um, yes.
2: That's an idiotic argument. Colonel Sanders? What, 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 40 years ago? What are you talking well, the, about? The lesson here, though, is unless you're Bill Maher, and he got a fair amount of blowback... Stupidly. ...you will lose your job or your business, or your reputation, if you use the N-word in any way. So it's just don't. It's stupid. It's stupid that if you actually say the sounds in the context of discussing the word, it's treated the same way as if you called somebody that. Right. But it just is, so accept reality, don't say it.
4: Now, I don't know if you guys have heard this story about... The and the guy w-
2: from Papa John's is out
4: now. Yeah, he's okay. out. He resigned. He's done. He's done uh the story about uh, michael jackson's doctor what he's claiming joe jackson did to michael yes the doctor is claiming that joe jackson the father chemically castrated michael jackson to help him maintain a high-pitched singing voice
2: yeah conrad murray is a nut
4: conrad murray made that claim in a video shared yesterday by the blast
2: well he may be a nut but he may be onto something we uh we don't have time to discuss this now, but we should in the future, because that that's a hell of a story. It Mr. Is.
3: Chairman, I move we discuss this in the future. And there you go.
2: That you, you, you can't do that. Yes, I can. No, you
3: can't. <laughs> I don't think <laughs>
2: you're
4: you can. Fool. can Does
3: I, anybody
2: know the rules? I ha- can I do that? Yeah, we what, are we making it. up the rules as we go along
4: now? <laughs> that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm Strong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation.
3: All right. <laughs> Early break, then a big fat, stinking load of
2: congressional disagreement. Yeah, we'll let it roll. Because <laughs> I know Trey Gowdy gets back to business because I saw the end. I've Yeah, I've seen Strock's final statement, which is pretty good. Um, it's pretty darn good. So we'll have that coming up on the Armstrong and Getty show.
1: Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation.
0: Strong and Getty
5: Show. I have the utmost respect for Congress's oversight role, but I strongly believe today's hearing is just another victory notch in Putin's belt and another milestone in our enemy's campaign to tear America apart. As someone who loves this country and cherishes its ideals, it is profoundly painful to watch and even worse to play a part in. Mr. Chairman, I welcome your question. So that is from wow. the
2: very end of Strzok's opening comments, which was a is true and a good card to play mm. uh, to to try to make it more. Uh, uh, you know, about more than just, you know, my particular text about Trump.
3: Beautiful example of both things being true. Yeah. He's right. And now you're going to answer the damn question, son. Yeah. So uh, but it's not a monkey court. It's a Russian bear court. Is if, what he's saying. <laughs>
2: I'm Joe Getty. <laughs> if, if you haven't been following along, I'd take too long to bring you back up to speed. So we're just going to join it uh, where we left off. Well, the first question went sideways and chaos ensued. Yeah. Well, let's hear some of the chaos.
7: Your testimony is essential to this hearing. And to our oversight and information-gathering functions with regard to the actions taken Mm. and decisions made Mm. by the Department of Justice (laughs) and the Federal Bureau of Investigation in 2016 and 2017, I am specifically directing you to answer the question in response to our subpoena, notwithstanding your objection. Point of order, Mr. Chairman. Mr. Strzok, please be advised that you can either comply with the committee's directive to answer the question or refuse to do so, the latter of which will place you at risk of a contempt citation yes. and potential criminal liability.
2: Point of... Look at the guy in front of Chair Goodlot. He's got a smile on his face like, this is awesome. <laughs> Stop it. This is serious. Point of
6: order, Mr. The, Chairman. The question is directed to the witness. And I have a point of order before he answers the question.
7: The, the, the point of order is not well taken until... You don't know what the point of order is. You can't say it's not well so, taken. No. The point of order, the, the, the witness will answer the question.
6: Mr. Chairman, I, have, I raise my point of order and I insist on it. What is the point of order? The United States Attorney's Manual instructs department personnel not to respond to questions about the existence of an ongoing investigation or comment on its nature or progress. In a letter to Congressman John Linder in 2000, referred to as the Linder Letter, the department made this policy explicitly applicable to requests request from Congress, quote, although Congress has a clearly legitimate interest in determining how the department enforces statutes Congressional inquiries during the pendency of a matter pose an inherent threat to the integrity of the Department's law enforcement and litigation functions, unquote. Therefore, the, chairman, the question being directed at the, at the witness is out of order. The witness's decl- declination to answer it as against the instructions of I'm the FBI to pursuant yeah. to FBI policy, yeah, we get which is point. necessary so as not to allow us to subvert an ongoing criminal investigation, he is right, The gen- should not answer the question. The gentleman
7: has not stated a valid point will, of order, in the nonetheless, chair in nonetheless, that case. nonetheless, the United States Supreme Court has recognized that it is unquestionably the duty of all citizens to cooperate with the Congress in its efforts to obtain the facts needed hmm. for intelligent legislative action. It is their unremitting obligation. To respect the dignity of the Congress and its committees and to testify fully with respect to matters within the province of
6: proper investigation. Loggerheads. Mr. I, the, the, I ins- Mr. Chairman, you know, or we all know, that if we were to ask a question of a witness about a military secret, if we were to ask him, how does the H bomb work? He could not answer that question. This is has the same not thing.
7: Stated- that is a classification issue, not an issue of whether or not this is a valid question for which. I Appeal the ruling of the chair. <laughs> the, you can't do
6: that. He has ruled that it's not a point of order. that, that, is, that is not a ruling, Mr. Struck. Mr. Chairman, I insist on my point of order, and I insist on a, Mr. Strzok, appealing the ruling of the chair. Mr. Struck, knowing the advice. That point I of I order, have Mr. Mr. Chairman.
2: So is Napier. Oh boy. So is Nadler just trying to muck things? I mean, so far, even though I don't agree with him politically, but so far right. he makes sense to me. Yeah. And the things he's saying. Well, well, well when he said uh, point of order and then... And then the chair, Goodlot, said, I object to the point of order. And he said, you don't even know what the point of order is. Right. I mean, that's, that's a, that's a decent argument. Well, but, listen. Um, it's, but is he just trying to muck things up to keep it from happening today? It
3: could be. I, I also think he just has a legitimate objection. And I have a feeling Trey Gowdy's a little frustrated because that was his, uh, opening making a minor point leading to a greater point question, and they're getting hung up on it. I'd like Trey Gowdy to jump in and say, I withdraw the question. Now, you're clearly biased. You're telling your girlfriend you're going to
6: stop Trump. What's up with that? (laughs) I mean, because, come on, (laughs) that's why we're here.
2: Do you want more of this wrangling? Yes. Okay, here we go. Well, I don't know. We're I believe there's a delete. point of order
6: that's been raised, and you've ruled we have a right now to answer, Mr. Nadler's. It is not a appealing. valid point of order. And I hear him already. It, Mr. That question,
3: Mr. Chairman, because you on don't that question on that ruling. Point of order, Mr. Chairman. Goodlatte is obviously not Mr. a match Strzok. for Nadler in a Mr. battle Chairman, of Mr. Chairman, I appeal
6: the ruling of the chair that you have just made. On that, on the, on whether the, you have My, not stated a valid point of order Mikey you are ruling, court. and I appeal it. That, that is so. Strzok, right, yeah, let's get back to Trey
2: Gowdy. Strzok has a look on his face of kind of like, "Can I go to lunch and then come back and you tell me what you've decided on this whole?" Yes, I can. No, I can't. Yes, right, I can. Exactly. No, I can't. Yeah. How long am I supposed to sit here? I kind of have to pee, and I got a different lover to text because I got a new girlfriend. And... I knew this was going to be a dog and pony <laughs> show, but I've never <laughs> seen so many dogs or ponies.
3: <laughs> so, what do you want me to do here? Yeah, try to get to Trey Gowdy again.
2: What, do you, Hansen, I mean, how would this it might go on for 20 minutes. You, I don't know. You've been watching this, Hanson. What, what's, what's the next thing that happens? Should we roll with this? Or? Yeah, I say keep rolling with it. Okay. Really? Let's see. Let's okay. see what happens here. It's not
6: an
7: appealable
6: point of order. Appeal, yes, it is, Mr. Mr. Chairman. That's appealing the ruling of the chair is exactly it's not. what he's requesting. How he's come everybody it seems it to, to forget the vote, last words
2: of their sentences Sustain that it or overrule it.
7: The gentleman from New York has not cited a rule of the House... That is being violated. Therefore, it is not a point of order. That's now, your ruling. That kneel ruling of the thing. chair,
6: Mr. Chairman.
7: Mr. Chairman, is it not Another appropriate to also from. interject
2: the attorney-client privilege, which cannot be overridden, uh, and is a see, rule of the House to the, the extent that witnesses woman will- see, see? This is what I'm thinking as I'm watching this. So anybody in theory can be a congressman or a senator or whatever. Right. But I'm not a lawyer, so I wouldn't understand any of this. Well, well, this is
3: more parliamentary procedure than, than law.
2: So you'd have to study up on parliamentary procedure? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it would seem to me that Goodlatte has not. Uh, no, it seems to me he's barely acquainted with it. <laughs> and I probably wouldn't either, because I'm lazy. So I would end up in one of these situations. That's why you have AIDS. And I'd say, uh, point of direction. What's a point of direction? It's uh, something I just made up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I offer this rebuttal of misdirection.
3: <laughs> but what now? <laughs> And
7: to an attorney-client privilege in this house. Mr. And that is what this witness is Attorney-client privilege in the house! Attorney-client privilege, and he has been advised
2: not to answer the, the question. Will... I will say this is the most out-of-control hearing I've ever seen. It's great. The best <laughs> thing I've ever seen. Yeah.
7: The gentleman has not raised the attorney-client privilege. He has said that he's been instructed by the FBI not to answer the question. Now... By lawyers, he knows. <laughs> he knows the advice I have just given him. If you would like, I'll restate it. But knowing this, will you answer the committee's question as directed, or do you refuse to answer the committee's question? I point of parliamentary in inquiry. the ruling Mr. of the chairman, chairman. chair, that point, point of parliamentary was not in order. It's
5: not
7: no in
6: point there. of parliamentary inquiry, Mr. Chairman. What?
7: The, the, the. Gentleman from South Carolina from? has South Carolina. the time. A parliamentary inquiry is not in order during the gentleman's time. The chair is instructing the witness to answer the question, and the question to you is, Mr. Chairman, will you answer the committee's question as directed, or do you refuse to answer the committee's question? Mr. Chairman, I move to adjourn. <laughs> Second, yes. You're not recognized for that purpose.
2: I don't know yeah. who you are. Nah.
3: I've never, never seen you before.
2: So that one I like. Everybody laughs, laughs after that one. we got to hear that again. So he tries to just end. Well, I said <laughs> twice he's tried to. He tries Second. To just, tries to just end the whole thing. I don't hear that again. He used to
7: answer the committee's question. Mr. Chairman, I move to adjourn. Second, you're not recognized for that purpose.
5: <laughs> People are laughing now. Mr.
6: Chairman, I think you have no choice but to recognize such a motion. I, I do not have to. No, he doesn't.
5: It's Mr. Gowdy's Gowdy's
6: home. Are you just going to make
7: up rules as we go along? (laughs) The the motion is not in order during the time controlled by the gentleman from South Carolina. I appeal that ruling of the chair.
3: (laughs) Go to hell.
6: Mr. (laughs) Strzok, will you answer? I appeal your ruling of the chair that my motion to adjourn is not in order. The gentleman is not in order. Not that may be, but I appeal your ruling. <laughs> the gentleman is not Don't recognized.
4: Just take back over your time and file away.
7: Knowing this, will you answer the committee's question as directed or do you refuse
5: to answer the committee's question? Mr. Chairman, as you know, counsel for the FBI has directed me not to answer questions about the ongoing investigation. As you also know, counsel for the FBI is sitting here behind me. May I consult with them? You may consult with your own counsel. But I may not consult with the FBI's counsel.
2: Only with your own counsel. Mr. Chairman, this this is what I want to hear throughout the day from people who are smart. Oh, boy. Is Goodluck completely out over his skis like it kind of looks like he is making stuff up as he goes along? Or does he know what he's talking about? I suspect we'll know by the end of the day. Yeah. Because it sounds like he's kind of winging it. World's oldest democracy, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) It's amazing, isn't it? (laughs) It's incredible. It's incredible that there's not like a referee that knows how this all works who can stand up and say, yes, he can do that, and no, you can't tell him not to. Right, exactly. (laughs) You're both out of order. If you get the fourth hour, we'll do some more of this. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Are you just going to
6: make up rules as we go along? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child
8: healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude.
2: You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting
3: musicgives.org. There are choices that can change your life.
2: Like the choice to start routine colorectal cancer screening at age 45.
3: It's one of the most common cancers for women and men. And it doesn't always have symptoms.
2: But there's good news. Routine screening can catch colorectal cancer early and even prevent it.
0: And there's even better news. You have screening options.
2: Make the choice to put your health first. Talk to your doctor about your screening options. Or visit cdc.gov screenforlife for more information.